Welcome to the Divorce Angel Podcast and thank you for joining us. Get ready to uncover the strategies everyone can implement for successful separation and divorce. This will save you valuable time, money and emotions while learning the secrets to your happy ever after. And now your host, my wife, Tanya Summerton. Hey everyone and welcome to the Divorce Angel Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Summerton. If you haven't listened to any of my podcasts before, I really recommend that you go back to some of the earlier ones because there's some great content in there that I've done that people that have listened have said I got so much value out of them and some of them they've listened to over and over again because they've really touched or hit a nerve. The interesting thing about how we learn is we only take in what really means the most to us at a particular stage or what we're dealing with because what we want to do is when we make a decision we want to support that decision so we're always looking for evidence to be able to know that the decision that we've made is the right one and in this week's podcast I wanted to have a chat around co-parenting especially in divorce because it's a big issue that I see quite a lot The children become pawns. When we chose our partner, in a lot of cases we chose that person because we knew subconsciously that they would be a good parent or co-parent with us. They had all of the right personalities, the traits, the morals at the time that we thought would make a very good co-parent with us. And in some instances, they're good counteracted our bad and vice versa so together as a couple we were able to work together for the best outcome for our children now I'm not a child psychologist I have a great woman who I refer a lot of my clients to because she's just next level fantastic and her team of child psychologists are amazing and the way they treat the children and the parents and give the parents information on how the kids will feel makes such a difference to how we parent. So if you're going through a separation at the moment, I really recommend that if you're looking at the kids and they're they're struggling, it's just as important for you to understand how to talk to them and how to deal with them as it is for them to know exactly what's going on and to be communicated with with within their age of uh, expectation and what it is that they really need and need to understand so that they can move on with their their life now the biggest lesson that I've learned dealing with obviously the team of child psychologists that we use and reading books and doing research on this topic is in a lot of cases the reason that the children struggle the most is because you know we're all in it for ourselves to some extent aren't we we make decisions because if we really love ourselves we're making a decision because we want a better life we're making a decision because we're hoping by leading by example we are teaching our children that anything is possible and staying in an unhappy relationship is really not teaching our children the right thing But when we're separating, it's important to be able to tell our children what is going on and how it will affect them. Now, what the child psychologists are telling me is this is one of their greatest frustrations being the children. They want to understand how the separation of their parents is going to affect them. 
You know, second to that is obviously making sure that their parents are okay and really worrying about them, but they want to make sure that their life is not going to be turned upside down because that's really when they start getting emotional, anxious, worried, have fear, all of those things because they want to make sure that they're okay. They want to make sure that they're going to see both parents, that their life is going to continue on as normal as possible and that the two of you are still going to be able to communicate and probably keep them at the top of all of the decisions. So what we talk about in my business is child-centered divorce parenting method. So what does that mean? It's making sure that the children come first in a lot, most, let's be honest, most of the decision making. And in its simplest form, I define co-parenting to be child-centered parenting method. Now, I'm sure that you've heard the saying, it takes a village to raise a child. Everyone in the village does not live under the same roof and either will you guys. Like as co-parents with extended family and in-laws and uncles and aunties and nieces and nephews and all of that, they become the village for our children. All of them have something to add to the child's upbringing and their future. They learn so much from all of us. I've spoken about it before that our children are like sponges between the ages of one and seven or one and eight. They learn from what they witness, what they hear, and they take that all in subconsciously. And that's what's most important. It's during those years, those formative years, that we are making the adults of the future right there and then. So when considering separating, the children are paramount. So many people will say, I'm, I'm staying because of the kids. They're staying in unhappy marriages because they think they need to stay because of the children. Where really this is a broken strategy because children learn, as I said, from their parents. They learn how to be in a relationship. They learn all of this by watching and hearing us. They get it from the energy in the room. Is it a loving energy? Is there animosity in the room? Like there's the 3D us and then there's other dimensions of us. And that energy is what is not just what my mentor calls a bag of bones that we walk around in, which is, you know, me as a person is my skin and my bones. The energy that, that's in the room is what the children sense. That's, that's you know, other, other dimensions is how it's explained to me in its simplest form. And that's how I'm trying to explain it to you. But the kids learn the best and worst of us by watching us. They watch how we interact and that's how they learn how to communicate as well. So staying in an unhappy relationship is not the answer. Being a happy individual so being a happy individual and learning how to co-parent with your ex-spouse will have lifelong influence on your children and how they make their future decisions not to mention that you're improving your own happiness so make sure that your children thrive and grow should be the goal and you both being on the same team does not need to be difficult if you follow a few of these steps I'm going to take you through now. So when you are 
sitting down with your child and you are explaining or your children what's about to happen in as far as mum and dad or mummy and dad are taking these steps because they care about each other and their future and that both parties have different goals and aspirations. So as I spoke about, research shows that the kids will have questions around this decision and how it will affect them and that neither parent will abandon them. That's their biggest concern. That's their, the most important thing for them. Divorce is not a one-time event for the children. It's a lifelong process. So the children adapt. They adjust. Everyone is different. But you need to be prepared to have several such talks with your kids. If possible, talking together both of you together, shows the kids that you're both ready to work on the best interests of the family. And a family does not need to be the nucleus that it used to be. I've got clients that are same-sex couples that have got children. Today, grandparents look after children, single parents. The word family can mean anything just as long as the people in the family are loved and respected and cared for. That's what family should mean. So show the kids that you are both ready to work on their best interests and that divorce may lead to them having a much better relationship with each parent because let's face it, if you're less stressed and you're happier, you can give more quality time to the child. You can teach your child the best of you, not the worst of you. And that's what's really important. And then being present for your kids physically and emotionally during divorce is important. The quality of time you spend with your child matters more than the quantity of time. Now, children don't recall the number of things, and I'm And I recall this when my children were little. My ex-husband used to spend a lot of money on the kids. He would buy them all of these expensive toys. But when I talk to my kids now who are adults, kids don't recall what was spent on them. They don't know whether it was a $5 toy or a $500 toy. They just know it was a toy. They remember moments. Moments are what people can go back and look at a timeline in their life and they can recall specific moments at specific ages because that moment made a difference to them. Quality of time and making memories with your children is so important. And parents need to be emotionally present and in tune to their kids and and show a, a genuine interest in their lives. And actively being involved during the time of separation is really important because they need to be able to communicate, they need to feel heard, and they need to be felt to feel like they are important. Another key point, and this is something that I learned a lot when my parents got divorced. So if you're a child of divorce, you will have your own experience, but I made sure that my children didn't go through this. I witnessed my mum and dad separating when I was a teenager and my mum never, never bad-mouthed my father. 
yet my father was struggling so much emotionally with what had gone on. He was always looking for issues and I don't know whether it was a one-up, you know, always wanted to be one better, I don't know. But he would say things that were hurtful. Now, when a child loves both parents, when the other party says something bad or negative about the other parent, you're actually you're actually attacking the child because the child loves that person. So when you say something bad or negative about them, you're actually saying something negative about the child because you think about it. Well, if you love someone and you love them for everything that they are, you love 100% of them, if there's something bad that the other parent is saying, then the child feels like they are getting attacked. Hopefully that makes sense. But Making sure that you never badmouth your partner is critical to an ongoing healthy relationship with your child. Your child needs reassurance. So do not speak negatively about their other parent or the parenting methods or what's going on in that household. That has nothing to do with you other than the child's safety. But a child is a combination of both of you and how you speak about your ex-partner may also result in the child looking at themselves in that particular way. So having a co-parenting schedule so that things are clear between you and your partner, keeping away all hostilities is really key and remaining flexible to accommodate wherever you can because respecting each other so that the children will feel reassured and confident is really important. It may be difficult in the beginning but over time look I promise you things will fall into place and it will get easier but when you made the decision to marry that person or to be with that person this is the consequence of that decision so you just need to swallow the pride the hurt the animosity whatever it is that you're feeling and put your child's needs above yours just for the time being until things get better or easier now another issue is where I see parents involving their children in adult problems or decisions. Children are called children for a reason. It's not their job to help solve a problem or come up with solutions for you. No matter how tempted or frustrated you are with your ex or your life, involving the kids and putting stress on them to help fix a problem is not okay. They are not your best friend or your counsellor. You need to speak to someone who can help you with those problems, but speaking to those kids or to your kids about specific issues is not okay. I had a client who involved her teenage children in everything and it it was sad to watch. It was actually really, really sad to watch. You could see that the kids were pulling away from her. She thought the more she involved them, the more that they would help her feel better. But what it did, it just, it showed a lack of control or strength on her part. And they became more of a carer for her. And you could just see that as soon as those kids were 18, they were flying the coop. They did not want to be involved in that anymore. And the way she would put down their father 
It wasn't okay. And you could just see that the kids were often hurt by some of the things that she said. Like to, for her to get well, and I'm saying get well, because I could see that she needed a level of help and support from a counsellor or a therapist to work through her abandonment issues and why she felt the way she did. The issues were so much greater than anything her children could help with, but what she was doing was she was detrimentally affecting her relationship with her kids by how she spoke about their father in front of them. Leading on from that is making sure that you have a healthy mind and body and that you make things far less complicated. I'm sure you've heard the saying, less is best. And the less stress we have by making our lives less complicated means that we have more energy and ability to make the right decisions on the really important things. So stressing about the little issues will only complicate everything. And in a lot of cases, They are stories you are telling yourself about something that probably is not even true. So making sure that from a mind perspective, you are not overthinking and you are not saying in your head that it is a certain outcome, which possibly it is not. It is just a story you are telling yourself is really important because we do it so often when we are going through a separation and because it's easy just to always think that this wasn't our fault, they're doing this on purpose, this is why this has happened, whatever the case may be, because we need to protect ourselves and that's a form of protecting ourselves, but it's also confusing our lives and making it a lot harder. And making sure that you just physically move your body, that you get out and go for a walk, that you get some fresh air, some sunshine, some rain on your face, whatever the case may be. Make sure you get out into the world and don't hide. You need to make sure that your life continues and rolls on. So I talk about it quite often, but loving yourself is so important. You need to date yourself and make sure that you are okay for your children. That's it for this podcast. Hopefully it provided some information, but you know, the kids are key. The kids are our future. The kids are the adults that are going to run our country in the long run. We need to help and protect them as best we can. And it's not their job to be the umpire. It's not their job to be stuck in the middle of our relationship. We're the adults. We need to make sure that we get it right, not them. All right, that's it for this week. It's going to be Christmas next week. Can you believe it? I've got a podcast next week coming out on some of the issues that some of my previous clients and some support group people have been struggling with. So hopefully you might get some value out of that as well. But have a nice pre-Christmas week. I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now.